Vegan Manly Man Podcast. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. What is good, guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Singer, and this is the show where we talk about self-growth, plant-based living, and sharing the message of love, compassion, and peace for all beings. Thank you guys yet again for being here. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I just want to preface this episode with the fact that you may start hearing ads on this show. They are not ads done by me. They are ads by companies who basically pick my show to place their advertisements in. It's going to give me a little bit of money, and it may not necessarily be uh, the exact companies that I want at first. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me as I kind of get rolling for the first time and actually making some income doing the show. Hopefully, anyway. So I just wanted to give you guys that little piece of information in case you're listening and then all of a sudden an ad comes on, you know, specifically in this episode for like male sexual enhancement. <laughs> so <laughs> bear with me on that. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Today, I'm going to be talking about 10 reasons not to go vegan. Come on. You didn't think that I would actually do an episode telling you reasons not to go vegan. It's a little clickbait. I'm not going to lie. It's 10 reasons not to go vegan by people who are not vegan. Basically, I'm going to take 10 things, 10 common excuses that I hear from people, whether I'm doing activism or just talking to people in a day-to-day conversation about why they can't live a vegan lifestyle, and I'm going to try to debunk them or at least give my opinion on what I believe is a justifiable answer to that reason. So hopefully you guys will be able to use these in conversations that you are having with other people or in activism or whatever you want to do. Maybe you might disagree with what I say, but I think that I hopefully have some pretty uh, intellectual comebacks, I guess, if you want to call it, for these. I've been vegan for almost seven years now, and I've learned a thing or two about replying to the same questions that I get asked over and over. But actually, funny enough, as time goes on, the questions are getting more intricate because people are starting to you know, kind of shy away from uh, the typical, where do you get your protein from and this and that. And they're getting a little bit more complex, which is nice because I don't like answering the same questions, but at the same time, it requires us as vegans to think a little bit more. But luckily the answers are pretty cut and dry, um, which is great because it's just easy to, in a conversation, have these in your back pocket to get out. And sometimes it leaves people kind of like, hmm, well, maybe I should actually go vegan now. So here we go. 10 reasons not to go vegan. Let's start with number one. And these are in no particular order, by the way, guys. I kind of just jotted these down. And yeah, here we go. Number one. But Jake, we've always eaten meat. This is the thing uh, that we've always done for thousands and thousands of years, our ancestors. So it's easy to kind of justify eating meat through this. But Just because we've always done something, does that make it right? We've always murdered each other. We've had slaves for thousands of years. People have always, you know, done horrible acts of of oppression and just terrible things like rape and and discrimination and, and racism. That has been going on since the beginning of time, since humans evolved or created or whatever you believe that has been going on. So just because we've been doing these things for thousands of years, does that make it right? Does that make it just? Let's look at the facts is that 
animals are suffering. The earth is suffering. People's health is suffering at the expense of eating animal products. Those are the facts. So just because we've always eaten meat, does that mean that all those things just go away? So that's what I like to do for this question. I like to ask just because we've always done something doesn't make it right. Pretty easy, pretty simple. um, And generally that will get people thinking. So let's go on to the next one. Number two, other animals eat animals. I know you guys, at least some of you heard this one, but lions, man, but lions. Well, other animals also eat their children, which is disgusting. They also lick their own nuts, which is also disgusting. And they do not have a choice in the matter of what they are eating. A lion eats meat because it has to. It's an obligate carnivore. But how many of you guys are driving down the road and you're hungry and you're waiting for that next rest stop and you're looking off and you see some cows in a, in a field and you think to yourself, hmm, let's pull over and let me get out my extremely dangerous um, claws and my canines and let's run up to that cow and let's sink my teeth into it and eat its flesh raw. I know it's a little bit gruesome, but... I'm just trying to get you guys to see the point here is that just because other animals eat animals doesn't mean that we are supposed to or should. In fact, I think that a lot of us would not actually be able to kill our own animals. Yes, maybe in a dire survival situation we'd have to, but we would still feel bad. I think a lot of us would at least. And that's something that I've always questioned and kind of almost... um gives me more power in believing in this vegan lifestyle because I think to myself, if it's not natural for me to think of an animal and and killing it and eating it as something that's appetizing, then is this something that I'm naturally supposed to do? So just because other animals are doing it does not mean that we should. Animals do some weird stuff. Seriously, guys, don't use this one as an excuse. We can just easily debunk that. Let's go on to number three. This one gets a little tricky. God put animals here for us. Hmm. Okay. So the first thing you can maybe ask for this is, even if God did give us animals to eat, do you think that he would want us to abuse and let them suffer when we could, you know, easily instead make a compassionate choice of eating plants? Do you think that a benevolent God, a God that loves all of his creatures, all of his beings of earth, would want us to put this unnecessary suffering on these beings? Yes, maybe he would want us to use them if we were in a survival situation. But again, it's 2019. And for most of us, we have the choice to choose either compassion or choose suffering, to choose either meat or to choose the plant-based option. Secondly, if you are religious, there are um, passages from Genesis in the Bible referencing the idea of the ideal diet in the Garden of Eden being vegan. And I was going to actually quote that in this podcast, but I am not going to lie. I was feeling a bit lazy and didn't look it up. That's actually terrible now that I'm saying it and you guys are going to hear it too. Apologies. Go look up in Genesis, vegan passage, Genesis. It's something about, and here I've given you every seed-bearing herb and fruit and tree and grass and Beyond Burger, something like that. So just go online and look that up if you want to know what that passage is. Let's go on to the next one. Number four, the world would be overpopulated. Oh no, we're going to get taken over by cows and chickens and pigs. Actually, I wouldn't be mad about there being lots of cows everywhere and pigs and chickens actually, because I think cows are extremely adorable. 
pigs are awesome and they're super smart and just would be cool to just have a bunch of pigs around. But guess what, guys? That's not going to happen. First and foremost, the world is not going to go vegan overnight. So you're not going to just all of a sudden have a vegan world and then all these stranded farm animals are just going to be left to have it out in the world. That's that's not going to happen at all. It's going to slowly fade. And, and what we need to understand is that these farm animals are being purposely bred into existence for the sole fact um, and purpose of us eating them as humans. So as we create a more vegan world, the demand for producing these animals is going to go down. And so there's not going to be as many animals being bred for the purpose of us eating them, which in turn is going to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle until eventually these animals are going to exist in very small numbers or not at all. And so you might be saying, well, isn't them having an existence better than none at all? Well, you have to understand that a lot of these animals are not even native to our country. But secondly, I would rather have an animal not exist rather than exist and only be here to suffer and provide us with something that we don't need. So that's my opinion on that. But yeah. That one's pretty uh, pretty cut and dry there. So stop thinking that the animals are going to take over. Although I wouldn't be mad, like I said, if I could just pet a bunch of cows and all that good stuff. But we'd have to create like some some better conditions uh, road-wise. We don't want to be having pig and chicken and cow roadkill. Because deer are already doing that. We need to make more natural land bridges. You guys have seen those online? I think they're pretty cool. All right, let's go on to the next one. I'm rambling. Number five. Mm, this is a good one. Crop deaths from mice, from rodents, are happening from the production of plants, from the production of vegetables and grains and corn and soy. Well, that's 100% true, but there's a difference. There is a difference between accidentally hitting a deer with my car and going out intentionally to shoot one in the face. So if I am creating a harvest of plant foods and I am unintentionally killing these animals. That is just an unfortunate byproduct. It's not something that we are intentionally doing. But not to mention the fact when it comes to this, that if people are caring about these small animals that we are unintentionally killing in the process of of eating plant foods, um, they would understand that most of the food that is grown in the world is fed then to animals to fatten them up to provide meat to eat. And that conversion rate is not very sustainable. So you have to feed a lot more grain or soy or whatever it is to an animal to get them to produce one pound of meat rather than just taking that grain and feeding it to someone directly. So if the world was vegan, we would actually be taking a lot less land and using that to grow food to then feed us as humans. So the result from that would actually result in less deaths from these small rodents or whatever it may be. Now, I did see online the other day that some people do get paid to kind of keep pests out, um, killing like foxes and certain things like this. So that's something I need to do more research on, but still, I believe, like I said, when it comes to the actual total land usage, uh, vegan would be using less land. Therefore, even if there was people hired to intentionally kill these animals to keep them out from the crop fields, it would still be less animal deaths. Um, and secondly, guys, or thirdly, or whatever point I'm on, it is not about perfection. We have to keep letting people know that. And a lot of vegans are at fault of, of 
kind of holding people to this perfectionist standard. Veganism is not about being perfect. We're all going to exploit an animal unintentionally at some point again in our lives. We've done it before. We've probably done it today in some way, and we're going to do it again. And like the littlest things like animal products being in car tires and, and all these other things. And you can try to get as good as you can, of course, but being vegan means reducing as much suffering as possible with the means that we have in every way that we can um, while still trying to exist in this society that requires us to, you know, have a car or do certain things. It's it's never going to be perfect, guys. So we can't we can't focus on these little minute details. Think about the big picture of what's happening with factory farming and the environment and all that good stuff. Think about those things. Try not to think about these little tiny things. People will take anything and try to make it a big deal to, you know, prove a point or try to win an argument. So this one for me, I get it. I guess there's some validation. That's why I don't use the like 100% cruelty free hashtag anymore or anything like that. Because yes, being vegan still isn't going to be 100% free of cruelty, but it's going to make a damn big difference in reducing that suffering. Let's go on to number six here. Um... Okay, so uh, being vegan requires supplementing, so it is unnatural. So the only thing that vegans have to supplement with is vitamin B12. It is the only vitamin that is not found in nature in plant products. Um, First of all, animal feed is supplemented with it as well. So people who are eating meat are getting kind of this um, third-party B12, if you want to call it that, the B12s getting fed to the animal and then they're eating the B12 in the animal. That is the only vitamin that we have to get um, because B12 is a bacteria. Um, And when we used to drink stream water, when we used to eat veggies that were produced in soil that was more rich in nutrients and not washing our produce off as much. We were getting that B12, but we live in a very sanitary world now. And so that's just not an option. And not only vegans, but you know, people who eat meat are deficient in B12. So I don't see this as a as an excuse, you know, like like people are deficient in plenty of things like vitamin D. And a lot of us take supplements and a lot of us take protein powders and stuff like that. So we can't sit here and say that that's unnatural because we're, we're not by any means living in a natural world at this point. Uh, the other recommended supplement is omega-3, which is suggested, which uh, you obviously aren't going to get from fish, but you can get from an algae source. I actually take an ahi flower uh, omega-3 supplement. And there's studies to, to suggest that throughout the course of your life, taking a omega supplement will reduce brain shrinkage, uh, which is going to be especially port- important for vegans since we are eating omegas that aren't easily converted into the necessary forms that we need. We can do it. We can get it through our diet, but we just have to be extra careful. So that's another thing that uh, lately I've been supplementing with and I've hearing other people suggesting do the same. But still, I don't think that that is an excuse to say, oh, I'm not going to go vegan because that's not natural. Um, Think about all the other things that we do as humans. Um, You know, like we use cell phones. We we take plenty of other supplements. We we drive cars. We ride in planes. We I don't smoke jewel cigarettes. 
the little vape things, whatever. Like there's so many things that we do as humans that are that I wouldn't consider natural. So if people are going to use this excuse, they should throw away their phones and go live in a cave. Honestly, like that's, you know, should we just throw away all the medical technology that's in hospitals because it's not considered natural? Like, I don't think that that's a great excuse. Like we have the technology and we have the option in 2019 to be vegan and it's been scientifically proven to be adequate and even optimal for human health. So we have that option. Why not take it? That is the beauty of technology is being able to use these things to our advantage. Like, hey, we can live in a more compassionate world because we're able to now. Maybe not all over the world. You know, you're not going to be able to go to certain places and live a vegan lifestyle like in i don't know the inuits and very northern parts where they have to survive off animal products okay i'm not talking about that i'm talking about most of the world especially people in america people in in europe people in australia are having the option we have every single food we could ever ask for at our fingertips so why would we choose the cruel food? Why would we choose the food that leads to animal suffering and that depletes our health in many ways and has been scientifically linked to some of the biggest killers of the world, heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, all these other things. Why would we choose that when we have the option? We do many things that are unnatural in this life. So if you want to say vegan is unnatural, that's fine. That's your belief, but it still doesn't um, trump the fact that that we have the option to do it and we can be healthy doing it, uh, if not more beneficially healthy. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my, my thoughts on that. Let's go on to number seven. Aren't plants living things? Uh, I get this uh, in activism or just conversations all the time. What about plants, man? Aren't plants living things? Don't plants have feelings? Well, it's very easy to get annoyed by this one because there's a very clear difference between plants and animals, uh, a much bigger difference between people looking at humans versus animals. So first of all, plants don't have central nervous systems, okay? So they don't feel pain like we do. Uh, and even if for some reason they could, you know, we can't hear their screams as they're being killed. Unlike other animals, they don't necessarily bleed like we do. They don't try to run away in fear. Okay. I know some of you guys are going to be like, oh, well, some plants do this and, and do that. Yes, but that's not every, if you take any animal and you take them to the slaughterhouse, you're going to see the fear in their eyes. You're going to see that they're going to try to run away. Uh, if I take a pair of scissors out into the yard and I kneel down to the grass, the grass is not going to to scream at me or try to run away it's just going to sit there so i think that we can kind of take this one as just a a far-fetched reach that people try to go for just have something to grasp onto but um yeah not valid in my eyes plus again if you're an advocate for plant lives eating vegan would still save more okay because we're killing more plants by having to feed them to animals first rather than just eating them ourselves if we just ate from the direct source, we would eat so much less. So all you plant live advocates out there, go vegan and you will save more plants. All right, let's go to the next one, number eight. It's inconvenient. Well, more than ever, it's not. And it will continue to not be so long as we have people joining this lifestyle. And so many more people are. I mean, look at just in the past few years where vegan has gone in the mainstream with fast food joints, with, you know, Beyond Burger and Impossible Burger and vegan Ben and Jerry's ice cream and just all these different things. Like when I went vegan, 
I had a couple of options that I could get, uh, and especially at restaurants, it was a lot harder, but now it's crazy. I go anywhere and they have a vegan option. So I think that's starting to be less and less of an excuse. But what I do ask people in this situation is, is convenience more important than the life of an animal? If you were suffering and being raised for slaughter and somebody could help you but said it was just inconvenient to do so, how would that make you feel? I know it would make me feel pretty terrible. I would I would feel very scared. I'd feel very hopeless. So let's think about that when we think of the animals. They are in the situation where saying the excuse that it's inconvenient is just, it's, it's very sad to me because for these animals, um, us choosing to eat meat, that's that's their life. That's, that's the suffering that, that they go through. You know, without our, it's inconvenient, they would be able to be free. They would be able to experience life and, and create the complex, you know, social connections that they're able to do and live out life happy and healthy and being sentient beings of this earth, just like we are as humans. So I like to ask that question, is um, convenience more important to you than the life of an animal? Think about if a dog was in that situation. People can easily relate to dogs and cats. Uh, If dogs and cats were being slaughtered and people were just saying, well, it's just not convenient because dog and cat meat is everywhere. How would you feel in that situation? feel pretty bad. So again, it's, it's becoming more convenient and just ask yourself, are my choices, um, in line with my morals? Do I believe it's right? Um, that's a good one. That one really gets people thinking. So let's go into number nine. It's expensive. Um, anything can be expensive. You know, there's, there's expensive ways to, to be on a vegan diet. There's expensive ways to be an omnivore and eat meat. There's cheap ways to be vegan. There's cheap ways to eat animal products. Like, uh, you know, the most healthiest form of the vegan diet actually is probably the least expensive. You know, whole grains, nuts, seeds, legumes, fruits, and vegetables. If you buy bulk rice and beans, which is going to like a, a big staple of of a vegan diet, something that can sustain you and, you know, build you muscle and give you energy, those are actually really cheap and can can last you a long time. But if you buy a, a four pack of chicken breast, what that's going to last you a day or two, if that. But you could buy the same amount of beans or rice for that cost, and it could last you the whole week, if not more. Of course, if you're going to be buying vegan products and vegan cheeses and meat alternatives, yes, it can be expensive. But even then, it's starting to become less expensive. You can go to places like Aldi's and you can get their chicken patties and get four chicken patties for like three bucks. Um, and you know, to me, that's, that's not that much. Um, you know, my grocery bill can be anywhere from $40 to a week or $200 a week. It depends. It depends how you want to go about it. So this is kind of what you make of it. Um, again, it's just one of those things that people, either try to use it as an excuse to grasp onto something or they genuinely don't know. You know, it could be either. We have to be understanding of that. So that's my answer for that. It can be expensive, but it can also be cheaper. So it's what you make of it. Let's go on to the last one. But I only eat humane meat. I only eat free range meat, organic meat. I only go to my local farmer bob which is something I hear all the time. Surprisingly, people are always like, oh, I only eat local meat, which I know is not not truth, but maybe I'm just running into all the people that actually do eat local meat. But anyway, the point of this one is uh, these animals are still going to the same slaughterhouse, okay? So even if they're not suffering their whole lives, um, 
in the end they are they're going to go to the same slaughterhouse that the factory farm animals go to and they're going to suffer a very inhumane death and you have to ask yourself is it humane to kill something that does not want to die and I don't think the answer to that is yes. I think the answer is no. It is not humane to kill something that doesn't want to die. And so in that case, there's no justification for saying that there's any such thing as humane slaughter. Uh, I would go on to say that most animals don't want to die. I mean, I guess we can't know 100% for certain, but I've seen enough videos of animals in slaughterhouses or animals in trucks. I just saw a video today of a a pig in a truck who climbed to the top of the truck. It was like an open end and he jumped out on the highway because he knew, he knew that he was in trouble and he tried to escape for his life. These animals do not want to die. Um, they, they clearly show it. They clearly struggle. And so is it humane for us to kill an animal that doesn't want to die? No matter how we are doing it. I believe that that answer is no. And then secondly, if you even think that it, it is humane to do that, you know, is doing something evil to a lesser degree, does that make it right? Is hurting animals only one day of the week better than seven? Yes, but it still doesn't make it right. So at the end of the day, maybe these animals are living better lives by roaming out in the field, which is often not the case, by the way, you know, um, Organic and free range are huge marketing terms, and oftentimes they're not actually free ranging. Like free range just means that they need to have a certain extra square foot of space around them. They can still be chickens that are crammed into a shed and never see the sun in their whole entire lives. So that that honestly means nothing. But even if these animals were out in the field roaming around and having a good life at the end of the day, they still have to be killed in some way. Even if you're euthanizing them, they don't want to die. That's not fair to them. And it's not our place to say whether they get to live or die. But, you know, that's not that's not the case. They're getting their, their throat slit. They're getting, you know, um, captive bolt guns to the head. They're getting electrocuted. They're getting just just terrible, terrible things. You, you guys, at least the vegans who are listening to this, you know what happens. And the people that aren't vegan who are listening to this, Go watch Earthlings. Go watch Dominion. There's plenty of information, undercover footage out there of how animals are suffering to die, whether they're from a free range farm, whether they're from a factory farm, whether they're from local farmer Bob. These animals still suffer in the end, all for an unnecessary cause. Guys, it is 2019. We have the choice to choose compassion or to fund suffering. So I wanna ask you guys, what is it gonna be? Please listen to your morals, listen to your heart. As kids, we loved animals. What are we doing, guys? Let's go, come on. We have to make the compassionate choice and understand that we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay without our cheese. We're gonna be okay without our meat. I promise you I've been doing this for seven years and I know thousands of others who have done the same. These are the 10 biggest excuses that I hear from people who are not vegan. I hope that this helped you guys. I hope that you can use some of my responses and your conversations. And if you are not vegan and you listen to this episode, I hope that this could clear up some of the roadblocks that you might have in considering living a vegan lifestyle. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so, 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 so much. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you guys later. Guys, you did it. 
Welcome to the other side. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for still being here. If you enjoyed the content of this show, don't forget to please leave me a rating and review on iTunes and share this show with a family member or a friend. Somebody you think would also find value in this content. If you guys want to stay up to date with me and what I'm doing, head to my website, www.theveganmanlyman.com and sign up for my newsletter for a chance to win some awesome prizes, giveaways, and just stay in the know. My name is Jake Singer, and this is the Vegan Manly Man Podcast.